Hot damn. Hot damn. Episode nine. We've made it to episode nine. Yeah. How exciting, mate. Yeah. You do realise the next one is ten. Double digits. Double digits. Oh my god. That's um that's a lot of episodes for us. I know, I've never been so committed to anything in your entire life. <laughs> yeah. This is this is utter commitment. Probably my uh, longest running job. <laughs> yeah, it probably is too really. Um, how are you? Uh I'm doing much better than I was two weeks ago. Yeah, which is probably when we did this podcast, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was just just after, wasn't it? Yeah, what had it been? Maybe a week or maybe 10, 12, 14 days? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. So, so you're feeling good? Yeah, feeling much better. Less bruised, less achy. Nice, mate. That is good. And, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, good. How about I'm yourself, good. Joe? Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing well, thank you. I'm doing well. Um, busy week at work. Oh. Absolutely shattered. Yeah. Um, this is my first day off, and I'm very pleased about it. Um, so, yeah, I'm just making the most of it. And okay. uh, we're here... We've a lot on this episode. We have many plans, big Come plans. Big, what, big what we plans. got? What we got? We've got, uh, of course, whiskey review. Hell yeah! Bit it's different this week, though, isn't it? A little bit of a twist. <sighs> Exciting. Okay. okay. What else we got? And we got. Oh, you. I, I'm. I'm not aware of your topic, but you've got Simple Man Science. Simple Man Science is making a return this week, which yes. I'm very excited about. What a treat! It's an absolute treat. This is a good one. I'm, I'm excited for this one. I think we're going to have a lot to talk about on this uh, this um, Simple Man Science. So I think you're going to enjoy this one. Mm. Then you have got a secret topic for me. Secret topic. It's going to be out of the blue. Is I just it? thought it might be a cool to- talking point. Yeah. But uh, sounds good to me, mate. Yeah. Well, um, all right. We've got plenty to talk about this episode. Uh, plenty to, to to delve into, and hopefully we don't get too drunk. Uh, well. Hopefully we do. Maybe we do. Maybe maybe that's what exactly what we want. Yeah. And saying that, we'll get into it. All right then, mate. Let's crack on. Over Bottoms to you up. for the whiskey review. Dobra den, Joe. Dobra den. That was very good. That was very good. Thank you very much. Why, yeah. why are we talking Russian? Well, in the in the theme of what we're drinking tonight. Okay. Uh, ironically, I know it's whiskey review, <laughs> not a whiskey. Once again. Yep. Uh, tonight we've gone for the you know the masculine alpha oh, macho alpha. drink. Oh hell yeah, we have of a cherry whiskey. Che- not even whiskey. A cherry whiskey. Not cherry whiskey. cherry vodka. A cherry vodka. Cherry vodka. Yes. Puts your hairs on your chest. It does put hairs on your chest. So, and um, and it makes you want to ride a horse naked, or a bear, or a bear with a Kalashnikov. Yes, yeah, that's what we do in Mother Russia. Um, anyway, the only irony with it is, uh, it's not (laughs) Russian, (laughs) as I've just discovered. The only thing, the only thing Russian about it is the fact it's vodka. Yeah, it's actually Scottish. So. Scotch. It's Scottish. It's a Scotch vodka. It's a Scotch vodka. Uh, not Scotch. Do you know absolutely anything about this? Um, my entire research has literally just been Googling. Oh, that's a funny name for a, that for is a, a funny vodka. Name. Yeah. And uh, then realizing that it's definitely not Russian, not Ukrainian, <laughs> nice. not Belarusian. It's um, Scottish. Yeah, from the British Isles. Which so, is absolutely incredible. So realistically, rather rather than the uh, Russian anthem in the background, we should be having the, I don't know, Scottish, <laughs> Scottish anthem. <laughs> um, so yeah, tonight, tonight, Jay, yes. we've got Wildcat Vodka. Oh. And uh, not just any Wildcat Vodka, we've got the cherry-flavoured vodka. 
Coming in at 37.5%. Yep. It's uh it's just delicious. It's just delicious and so easy to drink. <laughs> oh god, we've really broken away from our whiskey reviews, I but know. this I is d- worth it. I bought one especially as well. It's okay. Just don't say anything review. about it. We'll no, save that for no, next week. We'll, we'll, so yeah. With that, thank you. Nostravia. Uh, yes. Uh, cheers. School. School. Login authorized. Program activated. Accessing mainframe. Processing. Hey. Jay. Welcome to my realm, my domain that is simple man science. Sci-fi. Sci-fi. We're here with a very kind of cyberpunky vibe today. I'm really appreciating this backing track. Hmm. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah, I know. Good choice. So, are you ready to talk about a very sciencey segment? I'm ready to have my mind blown. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Today, I'm gonna make you lose your mind. Up Up and new. Up and new. Sorry, carry on. Um, today we're going to be talking about the wonderful world of virtual reality. (laughs) The realms of VR, where it comes from, where it's going, and basically what it's doing in our lives right this second. Oh, really? Because right now, VR is pretty cray. Are we in the uh, Matrix right now? Are we in the Matrix right With now? VR headset, right? Oh, I love this. See, yes. look, this is this is this is what I love. I love this. Okay, yeah. so I promise you, everyone, no drugs are in. <laughs> we'll take it during this <laughs> podcast. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, Maybe we should. <laughs> no, we're absolutely not doing that on the podcast. Anyway, we're getting away from this. We're getting away from this. Sorry. Okay. So, as far as you're aware, what is virtual reality? What is what is? Uh, come on, eh? VR. What is, uh, what is virtual stands reality? Stands for a virtual reality. Okay. It's a good start. It's a good start. Um, it's a reality being the world around you. Okay. And virtual meaning um, in some sort of what I would perceive as some sort of digital yeah. medium. Absolutely. I think the, the idea behind it is very much being that it's kind of like it's making you believe that you are in real life. Like basically making you believe that something is real when it's not. Mm. Um, which is a bit of a, a crazy kind of thing. So I think to start us off we'll sort of touch about some kind of like history of well what I guess can be considered virtual reality like early stages of it so I've got a little timeline of some things that I've seen before and I think back in the 13th century oh go on Vikings no this is completely made. I don't know where I was going with that okay no no but we're, we go, we're going back <laughs> oh really yeah yeah about early early interpretations of what we're saying about making people feel that something's real Ah, so actually, might not be that far off. Yeah, you're not that far off. Okay. So there's there's um, there's one that always springs to my mind, and it was I think it's it's Da Vinci, isn't it? Da Vinci when he painted the uh, the Last Supper. Okay. Usually, it comes under the term of things like stereoscopic photos. So, photos and paintings that are created to make you feel like you are somewhere. Okay. Okay. Or make you feel like whatever is being portrayed in that image is there so for example the last supper is a really great idea if any of you have watched which i think you have 
the Leonardo da Vinci uh, Amazon series. series, Yeah, yeah. Where he talks about painting the uh, Last Supper. And it's the idea that he wanted it to be an extension of the chapel as if you were actually oh, in the right, chapel. Yeah. Uh, sitting with Jesus, so it's like and proportionally it's correct and exactly the scales correct, yeah. yeah, exactly. And that is what is often referred to as like early stages of VR. It's the idea of making you feel like you are in something that's not real. The reality of it doesn't exist. However, it tricks your mind basically. Hmm. Um, so they're, they're very much like the kind of early days. So it would, is that like the earliest perception of it or is that the most notable? It's certainly the most notable. Okay. It's certainly referred to as the most notable early aspects of talking about um, how VR, uh, how you can basically perceive things that aren't real, but kind of tricks your brain to think they're there. Okay, yeah. Um, I think we've all, we've all seen those. Um, we then sort of take a bit of a jump into like the kind of mid- 1800s a little bit with I think we had we probably had some when we were kids are those little kind of goggle things that you hold up to your eyes and um, uh, they basically were like they had these little like f- um, buttons that you press and it flicks between oh, like slides yeah. um, so it made you look as if you were looking at a scene it was it was so it was obviously it was lit by the sunlight or the light that was mm. behind you but all you were seeing was the the image that was within the slide yeah, I do, I do vaguely remember that, yeah. and it'd be like a cartoon. Absolutely. Sorry, like Winnie yeah. the Pooh or, or something of the sort. Yeah, and, and those and those things have, have, have sort of... the That was one of the first kind of look into, you know, like these things, if I show you, look, like, do you know how they look like those things? Oh, yeah, you yeah. You see it, yeah. So... What we got there? We got a box with... Yeah, so... So... They were like early... St- styles of making of creating two images that were placed so two of the same image that were placed in front of both your eyes so one in front of one one in front of the other and the idea was that your brain would perceive them if they were placed correctly in front of your eyes and you didn't have any uh, influence from anything else i.e you know you were in a dark room let's say and those just those images were lit um, your brain would be tricked into just seeing those and your subconscious would make you feel things that are there. So for example, you know, you might be able to smell things, you might be able to sense things, you might be able to kind of, you know, your your brain would basically fill in the blanks oh, of what so, you're seeing. Yeah, okay. Um, so that was the idea. And that and that's what those those early kind of goggle styles would have two images, again, that would be placed in front of either eyes, but they were more of a portable version. Who'd have thought like a bit of pop cardboard mm. with a cartoon on it? Would be that we've got now exactly would be those kind of early um let me just put my vodka down i'm going to drop it <laughs> yeah like thinking about that, that would be the kind of early early interventions of what vr is now is pretty crazy to be honest um what have we got next so we've got like um flight simulators oh, was yes. another one so 1929 was the first sort of proper flight simulators. 1929. Yeah, were the first proper flight simulators that were created. Um, and these these were kind of, you know, very makeshift, almost fake cockpits, and they would be up on some kind of hydraulic machinery, and mm. they would simulate, obviously, you know, the movements of planes and you familiarising yourself with the controls and things like this. Again, that's another simulation. It's a simulation of reality, which is, again, early stages of virtual reality. Mm. Um, 
What do we go on to? We go... I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I kind of just figured back in those days, you just, you're told what to do in a classroom and then be like, well, if you die, you die. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And go up and fly a little yeah. biplane and then... Yeah. You'd just jump straight in it and you'd fly it as if you were taught in a But book. actually, they did have health and safety back then. Who'd have no. found I don't know if they did. It certainly wasn't called health and safety. Well, no, it's probably like, <laughs> don't die, we need you. Here's your better odds. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So it, we then move on to 1950s. 1950s was a guy called Morton, uh, Morton Helig, and he created the Sensorama, which you've probably seen. And I, I have actually seen one of these in real life in an arcade. Oh, really? And he purely created them for kind of like the leisure industry. Basically, he, he, I think he filmed as three or four films. Uh, sorry, six short films, basically, which uh, were all shot, produced, and edited by himself. They were filmed on a camera, and they were filmed from eye level on a, on a film camera. And they basically um, uh, depicted different scenes. Um, so, you know, you had one that was called Motorcycle, one was called Belly Dancer, one was called June Buggy, Helicopter, A Date with Sabina, and things like this. A Date with Sabina? Yeah, they're very odd, very odd things that he filmed. But basically the idea was, is mm. that you got inside a booth. So you imagine a, uh, like a, a passport booth. Yep. You'd sit inside that. I'll show you a photo in a moment for you, but I'll try and describe it for everyone that's listening. And you put your face within this booth. So you sit on a chair, put your face within the booth, and it basically surrounds your head oh, and okay. behind your ears. And it Ooh. has like 3D, uh, like sort of stereo sound um, and imagery. And because you're sat and encapsulated within it, and because it was filmed at eye level, it makes you feel as if you You're are in that you are in situation. that exact situation and that exact scene. Um, so I show you, I show you a photo, I show you a photo of it so you can see it. Oh wow, that looks like some weird Russian experiment. Yeah, it does. Huh? Describe that. Describe that to me. If so, you, so if you, I'm looking if you at, look at a black and white image right now, and um, what we've got is imagine a wow. So you sit as if you're playing an arcade game sort of thing and then the screen is in front of your head at about eye level. However, instead of there being a screen, you sort of have this box that encapsulates your entire head and then I don't really have a sort of a, a, a view of it, but I imagine what there is is like there's a screen just in front of his eyes. Is that right? And then I imagine there's speakers all around his head as well. Oh wow, that looks really sort of daunting to actually sit in. It looks like you're about to have your head chopped off or something. Yeah. So you're about to have your brains brains blown out, isn't yeah, it? Head sucked into yeah, the machine. Absolutely. But that was like sort of pretty groundbreaking in the fifties because it was the idea that it was filmed at eye level. It was filmed in that first person shot. In um Oh, what was that um that action film that was filmed by on like GoPros? Oh uh Oh Something Henry, Henry. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Hardcore Henry. Hardcore that was Henry. It. That was it. And it's all filmed on GoPros. And it's it's the same premise. Is that um, you are? It, it's filmed at eye level. It's filmed, you know, in a way that you know it's got turns of the head. It's got things like this. So it makes it feel very mm. human. And I think because of that, it sort of yeah, goes pretty crazy. So the belly dancer one. <laughs> I, feel I don't like, know much about. I feel this, like this is a prequel to probably VR's most used. Oh. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> certainly now, anyway. Um, certainly For training now. purposes, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll skip forward a, a little bit. So, you know, VR was sort of 
born maybe in the 80s. Lots of companies started getting into it. There was lots of arcade games because that was really the uh, it was more seen as a bit of a gimmick. So Nintendo tried to do it. Sega tried to do it. Um, lots of like big level um, arcade machines would do it. Um, you know, they, they tried to get these goggles that were on there like actually on the head, much like the VR goggles that you see now. Um, but they just never kicked off at the time. Back in the 90s, they were just never really a thing. Just didn't make it. Just, it just didn't make it. They just, were, just weren't a thing. And then in 99, the first Matrix movie came out. Ah. And this was like the first time Game that changer. anybody... Yeah, it was the first time that anybody had thought about, you know, the potential for a simulation. The mm. potential for somebody living a life that felt, looked touched tasted real but was just a simulation what like a uh, a virtual reality joe like virtual reality it's almost oh. as if the matrix created virtual reality yeah they certainly did a good job of it they certainly did a great job of it do you, do you want to know a little fact about i'd love to know a little matrix. Facts, especially about matrix it's my, okay, one of my so, favorite sets of movies so during the matrix it was one of the first um i wouldn't it, it certainly wasn't the first because there was many 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 films before that that depicted hacking and uh just a quick one but ha the hacking was so um sort of realistic in the matrix that the fbi ended up questioning the uh the directors of it and the producers of it to no be way. like what why are you including this this is like actually quite sort of dangerous yeah. to sort of show the masses about how to hack and that so that's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. That's really interesting. I mean, it's still it's still on topic, isn't it? Mm. That's super interesting. I think what it's, happens um, when you have your virtual reality hacked? See, this we're going to get into this later. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, I mean, it's, it's going to be quite a big segment. That's why I, I wanted to introduce okay, okay, this, this okay. slightly first. It's something that I find so fascinating because I do think that it's going to become quite a massive part of future life. Bit of a norm. I think it will become a bit of a norm. Um, so we'll, we'll certainly touch on that. Um, but then there's little things that we take for granted now. Um, Google Street View. Oh, so Google Street View, you can drop yourself anywhere within the world and it's as if you as a person are stood there. Hmm. Um, and even so, even more so now, with um, they're doing Street View uh, like trails, aren't they? So they're getting... They're off, Google off. are hiring people to walk. A bit like Everest. Everest has been done now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're hiring people to walk with sort of these huge mechanical backpacks 360. with 360 cameras yeah. on it um, I saw one actually walking through London the other day there's a guy up near Marble Arch um, and he was just walking it's walking. quite a cool job mm. yeah he was just walking to go into into Hyde Park and he had this massive like Google Maps Street View bag on his back with a huge camera coming out of it and I was like just what a job like he's just walking around <laughs> just like mapping you know I've always wondered yeah. going on Google Maps and like we obviously we obviously played GeoGuess before together. of course Good old GeoGuessr. It's a great game. And that can drop you anywhere in the world. And I'm thinking like, oh man, what a great job it would be to have this sort of role of just driving around and mapping areas with, with a camera. That's so cool. Really cool, isn't it? Really, really cool. I quite, I quite like that job. I know. I quite like, quite like driving, quite like traveling. <laughs> there you go. You're absolutely sorted. Yeah. Um, okay. So we've spoken a bit about the history where it sort of comes from how it's sort of been introduced um, and how it's become like you know how we kind of see it now in the very kind of you know every mainstream company is trying to get into VR now we've got augmented reality as well which is AR and that is what is that okay. never heard of that you've never heard of that never heard of that so have you played Pokemon Go 
<laughs> no. Have you ever used Snapchat? Uh, years ago. Years ago. Okay, so Not augmented reality is when you look through a digital device. So, for example, your mobile phone. Is it when you do like a... Uh, uh, an overlay of your face like when they yeah yeah that's yeah. that's that's a form of augmented reality like filters face filters, filters yeah like face filters word, yeah face yeah. filters is a is a is a form such, of augmented reality man. but the biggest one is um so let's say your water so pokemon go is a really good uh yeah i know the premise yes yeah, yeah. so you know the premise so you can get your phone up if it looks like a pokemon is nearby you click on it and if you lift your phone up the camera turns on on the back of your phone and it shows you the street in front of you. Once you turn the camera around, that Pokemon will be there in the street on your phone. Obviously not in real life, mm. but as you turn the camera around, it's like, whoa, well, I can see the yeah. Pokemon right in front of me on my phone. So that's augmented did reality. Did you have Pokemon Go? I, had, I did used to have Pokemon Go, yeah. Does, it, does the Pokemon like interact with you and people around you? Does it like no, touch people? I don't think so. So you could I've just never, walk through the Pokemon? I think you could probably just walk through the Pokemon, I'll oh, be honest. Okay. But that's something that will come. Like that's something yeah. that will, will get better, I'm sure. But that is just a very basic augmented reality is basically an overlay of reality to augment it, to change it, and to adapt it into something else. Um, and that's something that's Got becoming you. quite big as well. Ah, um, uh, you know what? So I have heard a little bit about this. Okay. I don't want to jump the gun. Okay. But is it when like so you could be in some sort of I know, I know there's certain like um, almost like sort of escape roomy sort of experiences oh, yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. I, am, I, am I jumping? No, no, the no, gun? you're not jumping the gun at and all. There, so rather than you could go into any room sort of thing, but it could be black blacked out walls or or green screen walls or whatever, and you put on a headset, and then it's the exact same mapped out room, and obviously it's got your barriers so you don't walk into anything. But the room looks like you're in a horror house or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The haunted house, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, that is it. That that is exactly it. And I think that's very much what what I think will happen in the future. Mm. That's that's what on the, a large scale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's very much the border between virtual reality and augmented reality. Augmented, again, like I said, is an overlay of the actual real world. Um, whereas virtual reality is the idea of a complete fabrication of the world around you. Um, so you know you could put yourself anywhere a room um, in yeah. Vegas or- yeah or or even just not real like you know I could put myself inside a Andy's house in Toy Story do you know what I mean yeah. like I, I, I could you know could, you can do things like this it's the idea of putting yourself or, wherever you could put yourself within the Matrix you could put yourself you know within like some sort of shooting game or something yeah absolutely you yeah. could put yeah put yourself within a game um, uh, but th- there is definitely crossovers and that's very much what um like you were talking about there will be a, a I think there may even be technology of it now where you will go to a place and you will put goggles on and it will be the same location but there'll be things overlaid onto your goggles or whatever you're wearing, mm. you're wearing that basically make it look like there's other things in the room with you and you will be able to interact with them through the the sort of the goggles that you have on you know what, you know what this could be brilliant for this is what I'm thinking <clears throat> it's some sort of educational purpose Mm. So it like hooks up to sort of Google straight away. And you know how Google now has that ability to recognize sounds and things like that? Yeah, yeah. And even like to translate words yeah, and yeah, things yeah. like that. Yeah. If it could like recognize images and objects in front of you mm. and then give you the history of it. Mm. I or mean, instant translate, that would be a cool thing. I mean, that, that stuff is already happening with Google on your phone. You can do that on your phone now. 
Oh. Like I can do that on my Samsung phone. I'm so behind the times. Yeah, you are. I can. I so like <laughs> I. Google, when I had my old Pixel, I used to have a Google Pixel, and I used to be able to do that. You used to be able to have a feature. I can't remember what it used to be called now. It, it had a certain name, like a Google brand name, and you used to be able to just take a photo of something on the camera, and it would then search Google against that image and just obviously tell you exactly what it was and the history of it and things like this. That's nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. But then the same the same thing like stupid things, like I'm really into my plants, I'll be honest, <laughs> as you can tell in this room, surrounded yes. by plants. There are there are plants I've bought that have been advertised as the wrong plants or whatever, or sometimes I'll get given a plant and I won't know what it is. So like on my, I've got a, an app which takes a photo of the plant and it tells me what plant it is. What? Yeah. Just from the leaves on it what? or the flowers on it or the, the colors of it and things like this. And that's literally that's nuts. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I literally, that's if I know so nothing smart. about it, you can just take photos of it and it will just search it. Oh my goodness! But that's definitely a link in with that, which is crazy. Yeah. But the augmented I'm reality companies aren't like massively advertising because mm. you could be like walking down the street and you like every car will be popped up advertising to you or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every car brand or yeah. like even just sat in this room and there's like wallpaper or like. Mm computer screens or chairs or whatever but it's like it's like if you do you see the thing going around about the euros with the advertising boards have you seen this going around what's this so um the euros in when shown in different countries tailors the branding on the boards to what country is watching it to which country is streaming it as if so how so they they there's a video going around of uh four frames four video like the same video clips yeah. of the exact same player at the exact same time in the game maybe a 10 second clip but, but each on each one of them has different advertising on the boards behind them yeah. and they again want, so that's all augmented reality wow is it like green screen then how does that work um i i'll be honest with you i have not a clue how it works it's got to be it's got to be some kind of processing Just so magic. post-processing so basically there will be advertising in the stadium yeah which is the stadium that which is the actual origin, advertising yeah. so if it's in germany it'd be like a german advertising yeah or but what i think will happen is as it streams it will stream through a studio and that studio i think will alter somehow through post-processing what is on those boards but it's almost instant it must be almost instant so whatever shot you're no, in yeah yeah whatever shot there is that it must already be tracking on the screens where it is what needs to change That's it's, so it's incredible crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. So crazy. Um, but yeah, I just I I didn't even believe it the first time I saw it. I was like, this has got to be some clever trick, and it's not real. Yeah. But it is actually real. They do they do just change coincidentally, it, which is yeah, yeah incredible. Is. Wow. So um, how else could you use that? So like the augmented reality. Yeah, I reckon oh, you could use it almost as like some sort of camouflage. You've got endless possibilities, yeah. but it it all depends on the optics that you're using. I that you can't trick the human eye. Like if you in that stadium. What is there on that board is there. Yeah, you can't project. You can't project to a human eye. For two people that are sat next to one another. No, in the same place with the same things in front of them, you can't change what they see. Unless you've got everybody in that stadium is wearing augmented reality goggles Mm. over the top of them. And then you could tailor make everything that they're seeing through the goggles. But you can't obviously... You can't obviously track the human eye, can you, or anything like that. Or they're already in the Matrix. Or they're already in the Matrix and everything's simulation. Yeah. <laughs> but who, who knows if that's uh, if that's correct. Um, but yeah. What so, do you reckon? Are we in the Matrix? Or? No. No. You don't no, think so? No, absolutely not. No. I don't think we are. Why do you? Nah. 
Agreed. Fine. Nah. Good input. <laughs> there are, I've yeah. seen some people that are like there was a white seri- rabbit, really there. serious into the idea of we are in the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're it's we're just a clever ploy of uh, Mr. Yeah. Anderson to keep us in it. Mr. Anderson, yeah. Who am I thinking? God Anderson. bless you, please, Mrs. Robinson. Robinson. Won't <laughs> <laughs> you please, Mrs. Robinson? That's the one. <laughs> yeah, that. No, it's not that. It's not. Um, anyway, we're getting off track. Yes, um, we are, as usual. No, that's fine, mate. It's good. But um, there, there has got endless possibilities. We'll, we'll, we'll come. We'll, we'll come back and touch on that in a second. Um, so there's two, two things. There's two sort of main sort of things I wanted to put to you to get sort of opinions of and things like this. The first one comes from the game Cyberpunk. Obviously, you know I played this quite a lot. I was really excited about it when it came out. There's quite a lot of lore surrounding it. There's been a lot of background done by CD Projekt Red when they created it to create this whole world that they, that you basically dive into. Yeah. Part of that is uh, a thing they've they've called brain dance. Okay, and you haven't you haven't played the game, so you won't really know. So I'll briefly explain. And okay. There's be people that don't have, haven't played the game on here as well. Um, it's basically an idea. Uh, it's a set of of uh, it's a headset that looks like a little wreath that goes around your head um, and it's completely wireless and you put it on your head and it can be programmed uh, for different things. But it basically uh, flashes lights in your eyes which cause you to go into like a trance state and it somehow beams things into your head. Obviously we're talking in the future, um, you know, 2077, you know, Cyberpunk 2077, it's set massive in the future. Mm. But... The idea of this is that what it does is it takes people's memories, it takes it takes uh, things that have happened already out of whoever's because obviously everybody's like been cybernetically enhanced, um, so it, memories are stored and things like this actually both in the brain and also on digitally hard on hard drives within people's bodies. So again, we're, we're talking massively in the future, um, but those are then taken off there. And they are then edited. They are then the, f- the the emotions around those memories are taken out, and instead of it being a memory that's linked to one person, it is instead an experience that you have of another scene. So you could buy someone else's experience, exactly. climbing Everest. For exactly. That is exactly okay. it. And you plug it into your brain dance, and then suddenly you are sat in your chair and you relive their memory you have the ability to to move around you have ability to experience the sounds however everything within that can be edited by the person that's providing it to you which is crazy because then you think right so some sort of whether it be a company or a government or something want you to be like oh we invaded this country for a good reason or we we sort of took out this terrible act on people yep. for a bad reason but actually we're going to edit, edit the memory of it on a mass sort of rollout and yep. everyone's going to be like oh actually yeah, yeah. you, you imagine forget it completely of course perhaps, of course yeah. you know and you imagine they teach it in schools so they give you brain, brain dancers in the schools and they, they they give that to you and they re- they show you a famous battle or a famous speech from a politician but it's all been edited it's all been changed mm. Um, but because you are experiencing it as if you were there in that kind of you believe virtual it. reality experience and because it doesn't have any emotions attached to it, i.e. they've edited the emotions out of the memory, you as a human are able to attach your own emotions mm. to that experience that you're having through the brain dance kit. 
manipulative which is very manipulative and absolutely crazy um i think it's a fantastic um thing that they've come up with i think it's it's absolutely fascinating it's a fascinating idea that you will be able to take someone else's memories and uh experience it yourself but without their emotional attachment to that memory you know so exactly like you know the the, the really easy one to explain is like going to war isn't it like mm. you wouldn't you you could you could be a fighter pilot well you just experience flying the plane you don't experience any of the g you don't experience any of the pain you don't experience any of this you just experience you just experience the uh you just experience the um the experience of it you know do you know what <laughs> the i mean visuals. You, just the visuals basically the visuals of it and and um you are able to attach your own emotion to yeah. that and i think that that's incredible so it takes the sort of but it, but it, it it's all how it's edited yeah so the person who's editing the memories has the full control has the full control so they could mm. decide that at the end of that memory they wanted to add into that severe pain they wanted to add into that the feeling of dread uh, or dread or trauma or something like this and you would have to experience that because you're in that memory so mm. it, it, it's not just that as well if you've got that sort of technology to be able to take memories mm. you'd also be able to by that point you'd, you'd ideally think you know already we've got you can take a photo and it tells you what plant you've got in your room yeah 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 or even like a car or something I, yeah. what I can see happening is you take a photo and you've and it's literally rather than having to search certain words, you, you literally got this information at your fingertips. If mm. they can then augment that into going straight into your head, yeah. Can you imagine that sort of being you wouldn't need to learn anything anymore? No. It'd no, be no, straight into your it, head. Yeah. It would change yeah. the entire sort of yeah. it's economy all, it's, in in the fact that knowledge is no longer power. No, memories are. Memories are exactly and buying and, these memories exactly. and the worth of these memories. Yeah. And if you do something for yourself, you can then sell that memory. Mm -hmm. But and actually, you, learning information will not be no. It's never a thing useful anymore. It's that it, it and it goes back to the Matrix again. Do you remember when Neo learns karate? Oh yeah, just and they literally plug in the floppy disk, plug his head in, uploaded and, it, to, and uploaded it to his head. Yeah, and then he can do karate. Yeah, and it will get to that point, I think, where you will have it. It's that muscle memory, isn't it? Mm. And it's the idea that you've done it before and that you know how... It's like learning language. Of course it is. If you know how to control your body and your nerves and your, your, you know, the way your muscles fire and things like this and your coordination and stuff like this, if you could, if you could learn that and it was just in your head, mm. then realistically, you wouldn't ever have to go through the process of learning it. It could just be uploaded so you understand it. Here's the question. Go on. For everything that we just talked about. Yeah. Would you accept having this augmented virtual reality sort of device fitted to you, or would right. you be like, "No, I want to live in the real world without without the oh, God. bonuses of having that virtual reality and infinite knowledge?" It's very tough, isn't it? But because being the, very, very sort of manipulatable, manipulatable, manipulative, manipulative. Man, no, no, is in your. <laughs> You're at risk of being manipulated. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I don't know what the word is for that, but I think... Vulnerable. Vulnerable, yeah. My honest opinion, I think it definitely has its pros and cons. For things like learning the piano, be fucking incredible mm. to just upload to my head the ability to play bosh, the bosh, piano. Bosh. Wonderful. 
However, part of the joy of learning a skill is in the learning. Yeah. People and won't become, appreciate that. And people do not That's appreciate it. Thing. Yeah. What happens then when children no, no longer need to spend 15 years or 16 years for going for education? Do you put them to work immediately or, <laughs> like, you know, like six year olds, amazing. Like six year olds, you know how to sculpt a, you know, you're an architect, you know how you're to. You're an architect that can also speak Cantonese, Mandarin yeah. and yeah. Arabic. I guess then you are limited by your physical form. Yeah. Not by your mental ability. Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, mate. <laughs> but. But oh, that would be crazy, wouldn't it? You are then literally limited by your physical form. You are not limited by any knowledge, by any understanding mm. or by any experience. You are solely limited by what your physical body can do. Yeah. Here, here's a, here's a, what's it called? Hypothesis. Go on then. I reckon that like in the film, uh, is it Wally? Wally? Mm-hmm. I reckon people get so complacent with knowledge that's already been found no one will strive to learn anything new. So in terms of like the next energy source, everyone's so sort of knowledgeable on what the current energy source is. None will strive to learn and improve yeah. the next one. <clears throat> and yeah. that'd be the downfall of humanity. What the, the lack of drive, the lack of yeah, uh, if everything's inspiration. At your if everything's at your fingertips, you know, yeah, what, it's, is, it's, what is there? What sort of economy is there? It's some sort of like, there has to be some sort of economy of worth and mm-hmm. when knowledge is no longer sort of has any sort of standing because you can just buy into this sort of device that gives you it infinitely. Yeah, infinitely and and yeah. very quickly and easily, isn't it? Yeah. It is, it, yeah, it is baffling because then really... All of your population is at the same skill level. Is it the same? It would have to go back to sort of raw products, raw. Yeah, and physical ability. Yeah. Until you get into the realm, until you get into the realm of, um, uh, what do they call it? Like uh, human engineering, i.e., adapting Mm. the human body using cybernetics, using. Um, genetic yeah just genetic genetic uh, modification yeah. things like this until unless you get to that point the sole restricting factor is 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 your own physical ability not what can be uploaded to your brain which is which is very scary mm. but I also don't think we're a million miles away from that no I really don't no the fact that people are already chipping themselves and, now and who do we trust to, to lead these and, and sell that product. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's the question, that's isn't all it? all the industry regulation we, we're going to get. Now that we've left the EU, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You can have all the fun that and all the risk. Fan, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all the fun and all the risk, yeah, yeah, exactly. We can't blame anyone else now. Bring the blue smarties back. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the E numbers back. Yeah. Fuck off, Jamie Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> where's my turkey twizzler? Yeah, where's my turkey twizzlers? Um, but yeah, I just think it. I think the whole, the whole idea of of genetically modifying, of having that crossover between cyber and physical human ability, is something that's going to happen. Mm. It, it just will happen because we always want to strive to be. You know, throughout the years, we've always wanted to strive to live longer, mm. to be healthier. You know, so 
why would we not want to continue to you live see, You see it in sci-fi a lot now that mm. people eventually, like, in this sort of eternal age where, you know, 100,000 years in the, in the future, there's no longer a, a human body. It's just, like, your mind uploaded to a computer. Yeah. But a lot of sci-fi sort of caters towards that. Now, what was that? There was an episode of... Uh, is it Love Death Robots? Oh yeah, Love Death and Robots. Where yeah. there was like a mini world in the freezer. And oh at the end God, of it, yeah. they just uploaded them their conscience to a some sort of computer and then it went and expanded and went throughout the, the flat or what I yeah. imagine would be the universe sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah. But that's very that is very much where it's Being gonna held go, back isn't it? By our bodies. Yeah. yeah. And and we and we are. We are we are forever held back by our physical form. And I think that's that is uh, because we age, our body ages, mm. and this is the problem. Like, if you couldn't die, what would you do? If ah, oh. but the saying? problem is, it's all well and good not dying, but what's what's the process of not dying? Like, what are you, are you, are you talking about? I I age, 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 then I stop aging. Yeah, the NHS would be fucked. Well, it, would the NHS need to exist if you stop aging and you can't die or you don't die then unless you so if, unless you have an injury that's you, true car crash motorbike yeah, accident then realistically all they need is an A&E department true and what happens when you're eternally a vegetable but this is what I mean at what state do you live forever mm. do you live forever at 80 do you live forever at 100 do you live forever at 16 put me in a VR I wouldn't care yeah, but would you? Would you? Because you would. Because if I live forever at a hundred and hobbled around and found life really difficult, then fuck that. No, if you're in VR, downstairs. you wouldn't know you're a hundred. Just be like laying there as a vegetable. Yeah, okay, all right, okay. And be like, so now I'm on a beach. Getting, um, so now again, we get every day the realm of, of Wally, the film Wally. Oh, again, yeah. do you remember they all go around in those and their bones and their toes disappear? That's the one. Yeah, yeah, and they don't. They they what don't really. They don't have any physical. Uh, strength because they sit down all day long and they consume food and <laughs> like it's a bit like me in about a week's time yeah exactly when but, I start working live, out and get back on the yeah, yeah you do mate you need to wait for your leg to fix but yeah. but they 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 push uh, they they push through because they have this kind of infinite timeline so to speak because mm. they have such a sedentary life um, but I don't know I think if I if I live forever, I've, I don't know. I've, I don't know how I'd feel about that. I feel like there's a less of a risk, less of a, a yeah, meaning to life. But we're not talking about being immortal in the sense of you can't die. We're talking about the sense of your human body will not degenerate to the point where you will die. That's where we're going, isn't it? Mm. So, oh, so I if I got you, shot in the head, you would still strive. I would die. Yeah, you would still strive to live in comfort. Then I suppose. Yeah, of course. But then if you if you live for a thousand years without an accident, you've probably fairly mastered it something. Well, yeah, mastered well, just not getting accidents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You are a master of not getting hit by stuff. At some point, you'd be like, oh, bugger this. I just um, yeah jump off a cliff and that's something. the thing if you're talking about immortality and complete immortality then that's very different you know you get I get shot in the head well the bullet comes out the other side and then it grows back and I'm absolutely fine as if nothing mm. happens however you're talking about if I have no accidents I have no issues I have no external factors that cause me to have you know i.e. a catastrophic accident 
then that's a very different kind of living forever, isn't it? Hmm. I don't know if I'd want to, mate, I'll be honest. I know that I know that's no, an age old I don't think I'd want to. I know that's an age old ethical question about would you want to live forever? What would you do if you live forever? But I I don't think I would. I I like the fact there is comfort in the fact that you enjoy the time that you are here. And there is comfort in the fact that you make the most of the time with the people you have and and that it all comes to an end. Mm. And I think because it all comes to an end, you know that you have an element of subconscious enjoyment of what you have. Yeah. You can appreciate it. In the words of Freddie Mercury, who wants to live forever? Well, forever young. To live <laughs> forever. Wow, stop calling you Freddie, mate. <laughs> right, I'll be honest. That's probably enough about VR. Okay. Yeah, mine's um, blown. My moan is pretty blown. I know we've got onto the topic of, big, of eternal life as well. Big questions in there. I do, uh, you know, as a parting... It wasn't very simple, if we're going to be honest. No, it wasn't simple. I'm very sorry to anyone listening. That wasn't simple science at all. You've um, hurt my brain. I've hurt a lot of people's brains with that. Um, I just think it's going to become a part of day-to-day life yeah. very soon. Um, we're already seeing AR, augmented reality, put in place, phones, apps, games. We're also seeing VR, you know, again, in games, um, arcades, um, you know, si- silly things like um, the, the the Google thing I used to have for my phone, the Google View, I can figure out what it's called. I think it's called Daylight or something like this. It was a little VR thing that went in your head that just, you just popped oh, your phone yeah. in. You know, and you could go to Google Maps and watch you could put yourself anywhere and, and things like this, watch movies, you could just do whatever. And it was, it was, it, you know, that is sort of a very early stage of it, but that is, that's going to skyrocket. Talking of movies, I can't believe we've done about half an hour on this topic, on this topic without bringing up um, the old VR. Adult movies. Adult movies, yeah. VR. Done well. We've done, yeah, we're so I mature. I say we've done well, you've done well. I know. Because really, a, it would have only been you that would bring that up. I've had a beer and two vodkas and I'm doing very well. You are doing well. A couple a more miracle. vodkas and potentially you'll be talking about VR, adult industry. Adult industry. Mm. Anyway, do you have anyway. Um, any passing comments um, um, about that you'd like to talk about this uh, Superman science? Because it's not been very simple. Um, but I do think that we've talked about quite a lot of cool things. Just need okay. I'll pass a bit of wisdom on. Um, it's inevitable. Uh, lube up because you're about to get dicked by the future. Hell yeah! There we go. Strap yourself in. Strap yourself in because they're about to strap it on. And I was about to say strap yourself in before you get strap on. Yeah, strap on. <laughs> the long oh, dick man. of the future. <laughs> right, it's been a pleasure. Silverman Science. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Hey. So, for once, I'm going to bring a topic to the table. I like this. You've, you've, you know you've what? surprised me with this. I like this. Yeah, you know what? So, I didn't know about the VR subject. Mm-hmm. You didn't? And I also thought about this. 
Just just today it was actually. Okay. But coincidentally it leads on quite well from the VR subject. Okay. Hit me. Um the idea came mm-hmm. to me. I was watching a a YouTube channel that focuses on sort of these sort of horror stories. And often they're like I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the, the ex Navy SEAL guy, American yeah. guy who wears like flannel t shirts. <laughs> yeah, he does wear flannel t shirts. I've seen I've seen every single one of his videos. Mr. Bullen, Mr. Bullen. That's it, yeah. And uh what came to me, I was like, Oh, I wonder what you know, if we were in a horror film, what would what would the question is, what would your worst sort of nightmare be? Would it be sort of the paranormal? Extraterrestrial, um, some sort of psycho hunting you down. Yeah, I think um, I'll be honest. The paranormal doesn't really bug me at all. No. Um, I know we've discussed this before on um, podcasts oh, or at least had chats. Yeah, yeah. Um, paranormal doesn't really bother me. Um, I'm quite. I'm certainly not spiritual, um, but I do definitely believe there's more out there. So the paranormal stuff doesn't really sort of scare me too much like no. I'm quite open to it um, and because I've had my own experiences and stuff like I think like I'm quite open to the idea of it and um, it doesn't particularly scare me it more like just gets my adrenaline going so that's mm. like I certainly wouldn't be like my kind of horror things certainly wouldn't be paranormal um, oh I don't know it's, it's, do you know what I wouldn't I wouldn't like I stick to my zombie thing I I don't think I'd like the idea of being isolated um, on my own in a zombie apocalypse. Um, mm. You know, where there's not really anybody around. What sort of zombies we're talking? Um, I mean, we're not talking about like Walking Dead, like very barely moving. Mm. We're probably talking like more I Am Legend style. Oh God. Um, more like deformed superhumans. Yeah, but basically, yeah, who definitely have. Um, there's definitely been some kind of evolution during that time to become more yeah some mutation to become more animalistic um, and to kind of revert back to kind of more animal traits than human traits Mm. Um, but for me I think it's I think it's more like the isolation of it like I'm you know we're both quite capable of looking after ourselves Mm. we're both quite self-sufficient in the sense of you know we could probably look after ourselves in that kind of circumstance and be quite sufficient off of the things we found, the things we found. the land. Yeah, basically. We, but we probably could. Um, but for me, it would be the isolation and it would be the continual, you know... Struggle. The, the struggle, just the daily grind of just living, like the basic living. You know, like at the moment, you go to bed, you get up in the morning, you don't even think about it, you go to the fridge, you get stuff out. Like, How monotonous. That sounds like fucking hell. It does sound like hell. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? Like imagine if you had... Didn't have those amenities. Yeah, you had the to world board, around you you had to board up your down. doors. Yeah. You had to everywhere. You, when you went outside, you know, you had to take guns with you, you had to take whatever because they'd just fucking kill you. Like you don't really know if there's any other humans alive. Mm. Um, you don't know when it's going to end. Um, mm. You don't know how it will end. What would be your survival strategy in a zombie apocalypse? Say so if there is colonies around, some sort of like survivalist groups that are feudal. I, I still feel, I still, I still think you need a group of people. Yeah. You're, you're stronger in a team. You're stronger in a group of people. Um, 
I would try and steer clear of feudal groups, but at the same time, what can you do? Should you become, realistic? should you become a victim? Would I become a victim yeah. of what? Feudal groups. Mm. The nah. bigger groups. You think you'd stay on the fringes? Yeah, I'd probably pick like a, a, a few. A few be people. the hippie dippies. Probably, no, I wouldn't be in hippie dippies because these guys would die. They're the ones who, have you seen Zombie Land 2? They fucking melt all their guns oh, down yeah. and make it into necklaces whatever. Necklaces or something. Yeah, necklaces. Um, yeah, I ain't doing that. Uh, but you are stronger in a group. However, it's difficult because you revert back to that survival thing. It's hard to not quote the fucking Walking Dead in it. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? When you talk about zombie stuff, but... Um, you kind of revert back to this survival You've thing. Emotional like, ties. Yeah. And um, reliant on others. Yeah. And also, like, you do need a strong leader. Mm. Like, you would need somebody who's fucking, like, hardcore mm. and tell you, like, no, you're not fucking doing that. Like, because you'll get us all killed because it is literally life or death decisions all the time. Um, but yeah, my, I mean, my plan would be stock up on as much stuff as you could, however, be clever with it. You know, i.e. making sure you've got everything with you that you personally need to survive. Mm. Because if it all goes beat on, you've got to make sure that you've got the things with you that yeah. you need to survive. Um, but you're always going to be stronger in a group. Always. Mm. Um, you know, you've got the ability to build bigger shelters, bigger protective things, farm more, search mm. for more. You've even got that social interaction, which I think in that zombie apocalypse, that's what I said, like the biggest fear would be like an I'm Legend situation where it's you are literally in a city on your own with a dog with a dog and surrounded by zombies very vulnerable you feel very alone and very vulnerable um, you know and that would be your your worst sort of horror movie I think horror situation. movie yeah horror yeah. movie style i.e. you know out of like supernatural aliens zombies things like that like the extreme of zombies not the kind of zombie land hilarious <laughs> side of it or The Walking Dead do you oh, think, they do you just think that wouldn't happen at all do you, you don't think there'd be any sort of enjoyment from oh hell yeah there'd be killing enjoyment. zombies yeah, in yeah, hell yeah. imaginative hell ways yeah. because you wouldn't I think you'd get to the point like I think I think Zombieland is probably the closest to how how zombie survival would go mm. than I think Walking Dead is right and the only reason I say that is because um, I mean, especially in America, I think that's as close as you get mm. to it because you'd have to find humor in it and you'd find a close group of people, you'd find humor in it and you would move. You'd have to keep moving. Like you just need to keep moving all the time. Like you have no real destination. I know obviously they do, you know, old Woody Harrelson wants to go to the Elvis place and yeah. all this sort of shit and stuff like this. But like, I think you have to keep moving. But yeah, I think, I think you'd have, you'd have to have humor. And I also think the rule system is quite clever. Um, really when you take away the humor side of it i think there is there is a kind of um like the rule system works right yeah i do think you do you have to have that kind of system um, what would be the first law you break Oof. the first law i break yeah. wow stealing shit steal things yeah because yeah, you've got to you survive need to. you, you need have to, survive. to you have to money money as soon as a zombie outbreak happens Money is irrelevant. Yeah. How long do you reckon you'd go without killing someone? I guess uh, it's very situational. It's but. a situational thing. Um, if I, you know, somebody wanted my last can of sweet corn. Not um, the sweet corn. 
I yeah, you'd bash their brains in yeah, with that sweet corn. I'd bash their brains in and double tap them like the first rule of like the first rule of zombie dance with yeah. sweet corn. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's like my, like my nickname would be Green Giant. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my nickname known mm. across the UK. How so? Go on. This is quite often a famous sort of theory that those that are willing to go from naught to a hundred instantly are the ones that survive. Whereas yeah. those that sort of have to ease into it, ease into it, often don't survive, and mm-hmm. they become they fall victim to these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. How true do you think that statement is? Um, I think it shows the true grit of somebody if you can mm-hmm. switch it on and off. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's many soldiers, or there's many, um, you know, you listen to people like Ant Middleton talk, or anybody on the SS who dares wins, like because that's really the closest interaction with hardcore people that's televised. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they talk about the ability to switch it on and off at a moment's notice. And that's the difference between people that survive and people that don't. Yeah. Um, and I think you will either get tested with that very early on or you won't. And it, w- it will be a make or break moment. Mm. You will either do that. But we've, 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 we've all been there. We've all been in a situation where you've had to turn it on, no matter what it is. Like, you know, even mm. if it's something really small. And adrenaline's running. Yeah, when adrenaline's running, you've had to work with that. Um, we've all been there. Mm. Um, but do you I smash do- their brains in a can of... Green Giant so yeah how else would I get that nickname right. do you wish them on their merry way um this is tough um I think it's again I think it's circumstantial but realistically yeah. realistically the more people that you can get with you the better because you're mm-hmm. always going to survive in a bigger group but then the same, I disagree mm, I, I think it's close group in small numbers I okay. Think, yeah, I think yeah, there's more yeah, lethality okay. in, in smaller numbers and but, longevity as well because yeah. I feel like you will always crumble as a big group. Mm-hmm. Like large societies, the empires always crumble. That's the thing. True. And when you are the empire in a in a in a sort of de facto broken down apocalyptic world, yeah. I think like inevitably you're gonna and also and also crumble. Um, Incest is less frowned upon. Incest. In group. Incest. <laughs> I, well, within, did, I did hear you right. Incest. You did. Well, within the group, you know, you've got, if you've got to sleep with your mates, you know, all, <laughs> all your close people that you're with, like, you know, you might have to just realize. Oh, and also, don't get pregnant in a zombie apocalypse. Oh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. That should be a raid, in the top raid five the rules. pharmacy. That should be in the top five rules of the zombie apocalypse yeah. do not get pregnant because realistically a baby is going to get you killed yeah you will either die yourself raid the Jurex factory yeah or just I don't know pull out <laughs> um, they went there ladies and gentlemen ah uh, I just yeah sorry it's, I'm just again I'm thinking back to Walking Dead with whatever her name is Laurie or whatever her name was yeah. when she had the baby and the baby was just an absolute faff for them yeah like it was the worst thing. That bad could enough as to it is, let alone. Yeah, they did work. They did bad enough. Clips. It was like they didn't need a baby there as well. Um, that should be a rule. Um, yeah, I do agree with what you're saying about you don't want a too big a group, but you do need a group. Mm. You have to have a group because otherwise you're fucked. Yeah, like you're fucked if you don't have a big group. Or you don't have a group, you're fucked. Yeah. True. Right. 
What about you then? Horror oh, style. Horror. horror style. What oh. is your worst nightmare? You know what? Situation? I'm going the complete opposite to you. Are you? I'm going to have to say paranormal. Okay. Because Hit me with it. Why? Only because I'd be so ar- not arrogant, not ignorant, but stubborn to it. I'd be like, nah, that's not that's not real. Even if there's someone stood at like a fucking dark figure stood at the end of my bed, I'd still be like, nah. Real life, we can go to sleep. I'd be just useless at it. Or at least in like a zombie apocalypse, I feel like I'd have some sort of standing in terms of yeah survival and and go in that beast mode sort of thing <laughs> something's just haunting me I'll be like oh, fucking hell just want to go to sleep <laughs> please yeah stop haunting me please oh, I'd get up in the middle of the night go to the fridge and then there'd be like someone stood behind the fridge and I'd be like just let me eat my yoghurt in peace <laughs> please I just want my petty faloo <laughs> let me have the petty faloo and then please. you do whatever you want <laughs> yeah I think I'd just um I think my stubbornness and also just sort of wanting to ignore it would probably yeah. play on me longer. Yeah, true. I feel like I'd, I'd ignore it for such a long time. Yeah. That eventually it would just break me. <laughs> You'd get to the point where you just throw yourself down the stairs yeah. and then the person would have won. Yeah, if someone's chasing me, I feel like, ah, I'd, I'd put up a good fight. Yeah. And go out in a blaze of glory yeah. or... It, it, oh, I'd stand a good chance in a fight. And I think in terms of something supernatural would be like yeah I think it would like ruin me more yeah but what about like what what sort of supernatural are we talking are we talking like a like a like a demony beast or like an actual like person like what what would haunt you more what's a so like you know possession well well yeah but also like you know are you going to be afraid if the devil comes to the end of your bed with like horns or stuff like this or are you talking about like you know the a young girl died in the house and she and she yeah. comes to the end of your bed and tries to tickle your feet at night and oh I'm not into the old feet thing. and pull and pull your duvet off and oh. try and oh. you know I don't know oh but remember no. this no <laughs> sorry I'm watching too much VR <laughs> <laughs> no but like, no but like do you know what I mean like that does make Kinky. a difference because it, I it, think I think it is more like the the idea that someone's haunting you mm that's like, like a some human sort of, possession yeah, rather than a some sort of horrible soul is like left behind or something yeah. and now wants to like do you harm yeah and it's just like doing it out of hate and I must admit the um, to tease you rather than actually the bit the the conjuring the one set in Enfield oh yeah the one that's basically the most documented paranormal experience ever like phenomenon ever documented um if that was happening to me that would be pretty bad that would shit me up I'll be honest you know what I didn't even I didn't even think about that but with kids having a family around you I've sort of thought very sort of like Joe's just laying in bed next to me with this thing at the bottom of the bed I'm like I'm just going to bed babe yeah (laughs) (laughs) I thought very selfishly about this Um, yeah imagine if you had a family yeah, and it's like affecting your kids and everything. Yeah, yeah. They like lock the kids' doors, and you can hear. Yeah. Like even though, even out. though in like the past, I think very realistically about like that one in that one sort of experience I had. Yeah, I think that also plays into how stubborn I am in terms yeah. of. Ah, You're a realist. It. I'll just go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'll just, yeah, just fall back off. to sleep. Sleep yeah. off. Yeah, but yeah, like the, the for die, I die. Yeah, of course. 
<laughs> completely unexplained when the coroner arrives. <laughs> what? 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 His toes have been sucked. Hang on a second. And his duvet's on the his floor. His duvet's on the floor. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> <Hug> sake. <laughs> He's got ectoplasm all over his face. Ectoplasm all over his face. It must be E.T. Um, but yeah, like I, I think that like if you watch some of the videos about that infield horning, like that was mm. fucked up, man. Like that it was cool. That was, I mean, it's so cool. But like, yeah. you know, the bit which had voice changes, and it's actually like BBC bloody played it on TV on the news. Mm. Like they had a BBC reporter there and police and police and police officers police wrote report. statements about hearing people yeah. in the walls and fucking dragging. They what they witnessed a chair slide across the floor in front of them mm. with nobody around. Check for strings. Check for everything. There was nothing there. They heard voices in the walls, and they left. They left because they fucking didn't know what was going on. They wrote the report, said no crime had happened, but were like, "Nah, they, they, there's something going on here. Like we've literally witnessed this." Mm. You know, and that's 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 big evidence, and it was all televised. Like it was through that era, wasn't it, where everything was televised yes. and everything was it, uh, it got the it got the news for yeah, more than five minutes. Yeah. yeah, and everything was reported on. So like it was reported on big time. You know, they had a news crew there in the living room interviewing her and her voice changed. Her voice went yeah. into like that, that that voice of that man. Like, it but was again, just... would I react to that or would I just be like, oh, fucking hell. Yeah, but that's... I'm going to work. <laughs> I'm how, to, how... to work. I don't know. I'd, how would I'd... you feel going into your bed, your kid's room and you see him floating? Oh, that's... Oh. Probably room petty for Lou. <laughs> That'd ruin your yoga, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would ruin... That would... That would curdle my yogurt. Yeah, curdle your yogurt. I don't know. That, that it would just be <clears> annoying more than anything. I feel like I, I'd put up with it. So I'd, I would put up with it for such a long time because <laughs> I'm so stubborn <laughs> that eventually it would just be like, oh, fucking hell, I just want a night's sleep or something. I love and that. Then, You're like, it'd be annoying more than anything. Like, I yeah. absolutely love that. You're like, you know, oh, you know so when like fucking annoying. horror films start with like day one? And by the end of it, it's like day five and the family's being chased around the room. What you're mine referring like, to is paranormal activity. Yeah, mine, mine would be like day 524. <laughs> <laughs> and just, just a video of the fucking kitchen trashed around you while you were just sat, stood there eating yogurt. <laughs> like literally there's like knives flying past your head and you're there just like... I've got a real affinity. Just got to get my flow. source of calcium. Yeah. Make my bones go stronger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd, uh, okay. As, as much of like... Yeah, I'd feel like it'd be a nightmare just because I would ignore it so much until it got to breaking point. Yeah, but I think I think a lot of people do. Like, I'm of one of those people that wouldn't recognise that I'm in danger from a paranormal. <laughs> where some people are like, "Fucking get the exorcist in, call the yeah, police now." Yeah. I'd be like, oh, "Fucking wake well, up, got scratches on you yeah. in the morning, and you're like, eh. <laughs> he pulled my eyes out. I should probably yeah. do something about this now. <laughs> I can't see." Yeah. I don't have any arms to eat me yogurt. <laughs> probably, probably, probably call the vicar now. Yeah, <laughs> vicar, vicar. No, I, I, I agree. I think, but then he, yeah, it may. If I had like the Exorcist, no, not the Exorcist, like the uh, Conjuring Enfield Haunting going on in my house, I'd be pretty fucking scared. I would, because mm. like that, that stuff, that is, that shit is so unexplained. If it started happening in this house. I just wouldn't be phased. That's the thing. I just, I'd be, I wouldn't be phased until they killed me. 
But why? I don't know. I'd just be what, like, like stuff that you couldn't explain, like people at the end of your fucking bed, and you wouldn't be faced. I'd be like, oh, it's a fucking dream. I'm going back to bed. Eating too much yogurt. It's, it's, yeah, too, too much too... dairy before you go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> fucking cut down on the cheese cut and yogurt before cheese, bed, mate. Yeah. I don't know. Probably curdling your stomach. Yeah. You... <laughs> I think about I think I think about it too sort of literally. Yeah. Like being chased. Oh fuck it, I'll pop a fire or they'll kill me. Whatever. Yeah. Die I die. Zombie apocalypse, I feel like I feel like there's the nostalgia wouldn't run off quite as quick for me as it would for you. I feel like I'd have a really good time with like <laughs> killing zombies prob- and Yeah, you would go proper zombie land on it. Yeah. Like riding motorbikes go- with fucking yeah. Yeah. blades on the side. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I think I'd do that as well. I think I'd do that as well. But the thing is, like, I don't know. There's got to be some longevity to it. And I just don't think that. Is there any end to a zombie apocalypse? Really? But then you're probably not as much of a narcissist as I am. No, I'm not. Just like, ah, fuck it. If I die, I die. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas I care about dying. I don't really want to die. This big explosion. And then. Yeah. What else would there be? Aliens? I don't really believe. No, I don't. Well, I mean, they're, they're, I don't really think they're, they're that bothered about me. I was going to say, and what have they? What have they? What are they going to get from me? Uh, you're like a probe, don't you? Oh, mate, I'd, I'd love it. I'd come back talking all about it, being like, oh, ranting and raving about the probe I've just said. Oh my god, I'd pay good money for that. <laughs> Never mind VR; it's the real thing. <laughs> but, um, oh god, not going you ET. No, I think I'd leave a bad review if I got probed too much. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I'm, I'm not a probing man. No? It's not, it's not for me. I've tried it really? once. Have you? Yeah. Wow. Wasn't you're an alien. not a probing man. <laughs> it, it wasn't an alien. It was... Um, nah. Okay. An we'll ex. There. But yeah, it was... Um, an ex. I love that. <laughs> an ex-alien. Um, <laughs> oh, we'll leave it at that. Um, yeah no I that's the thing like I, it's not like I don't believe in aliens but I don't believe in aliens with the big green heads and the big eyes and coming down in circular mm. fucking disc shaped UFOs do you know what yeah. I mean like realistically if there's any aliens that are going to get here they're going to be fucking way more advanced than we are <laughs> and what like, chance are we going to stand we're going to stand no Again, chance they've just I'd vaporized like the think, planet I'd like to think I'd pop a good fight if I got like taken onto one of their ships and they, they tried to bum me or something probe me sorry is- probe me <laughs> the thing right it's just my fancy what is, coming out now what is yeah what is the uh the fixation through alien movies of them abducting you you going into their <laughs> ship and then them probing you like anally probing like where has that come from why in the anus yeah like where has that come from but that's that's so yeah. that's just a regular thing like when you say like oh i've been probed by aliens <laughs> or whatever like that's just a norm like when you talk about aliens but realistically where did that come from it's just the fantasies <laughs> yeah out, where did really? that come from that it was like ooh some mysterious man from other planets mm. I feel like it gets people's attention when there's a bit of yeah I was probed by an alien it touched me here here and in here <laughs> and all over here <laughs> exactly it's like why Why is that why is that a thing like realistically when we're talking about aliens we should be talking about like all the technology and everything like this, but it's like no 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 I feel yeah. like I, I could at least put up a fight before they yeah for the probe you before, before well before they off me okay I'd like to think so anyway yeah how do you think they do it do you reckon they just vaporise you I reckon it'd be like a, some sort of needle euthanised yeah but then what would they do with your body like organic matter eat you probe me does do aliens have mouths 
sexual penetration, penetration of a corpse. Okay. Do um, do for that. aliens have mouths? <sighs> um, because whenever yeah, they're but betrayed... They they're not, not as willing to use them <laughs> as I'd like. Right, you'll have to probe them then, mate. I know. They're all into the finger in it. Uh, <laughs> probing, probing. <laughs> but, What's um, the, what, what length is the average alien finger? Um, male, female, or other. That's the important thing. Um, female. Female. Um, about six inches. And male? Uh, don't actually have fingers. <laughs> Not in my experience, anyway. Oh, right. Not like you know. It was just like a stump. Oh. Girthy? Uh, yeah, knobbly. Knobbly. Ooh. Hell yeah. Like an octopus's tentacles. Mm. Yeah. More more like a femur. But less sucky? Yeah, again, unwilling to use their mouths. (laughs) Oh, you mean about tentacle? <laughs> oh good god right we're so going off topic here um i almost forgot what the original topic i don't was. know what we were talking about who knows um, films. all right so okay you were talking about uh right so oh, yours, yours okay. is yours is supernatural yeah. mine is zombies have okay jay yes eh? Here, here's might be a bit of a darker question oh god um have you got any reoccurring nightmares or dreams that you've had throughout your life um, I was going to say your childhood, but you're my childhood. You're a bit yeah. older than that. A little bit older than a child. Um, going to school naked. Yeah, no, I know. I don't know that. The, no the, the funniest dream that actually terrified me for a, for a good while is a hilarious, hilarious dream that I used to have, and it was a recurring dream. Do share. Um, but it was terrifying. Like whenever I used to have it, I literally would wake up in cold sweats. Um, but. It's fucking hilarious. Go on, go on. So, picture yourself. Yeah. In a Six castle. Back. Oh, in a castle. In a castle. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, you've got four hooves, <laughs> pink skin, and a curly tail, otherwise known as a pig. You've been looking at my internet history again. I have been looking at your internet history. Okay. Um, you're in a castle. You're okay. a pig. Not particularly uh, fit pig. Um, you're quite a, a, a fat Gluttonous so in, pig. So in your, in your dream, in you were a pig. I was a fat, gluttonous wow. pig in my dream. Okay, so okay. I'm just I'm just wandering uh, the hallways of the of of the castle. Yep. Just minding my own business. No other pigs about. No other people. Nothing. Just me in a castle. Um, for some unknown reason, a T Rex. I shit you not. <laughs> a T Rex chases me. Why? I can't tell you. This is a like. This is the thing. It's so far fetched that people will think that I've just made this up. What is the reasoning behind this? People will think that I've just made this up. But this was a reoccurring dream. I shit you not. For at least two or three years of my life, and it's the only thing that I can think of right now that is a recurring dream that, that I've so had bizarre. through my life. And I was chased by a T Rex around this castle, and I could just never run fast enough ever. And so as soon as it got caught. to me, I always got caught. But just before I got caught, I woke up in fits of wow. cold sweats and like gasping for air. But what does that mean? 
I need we should, Freud. We should give that a Google. I need Freud. Yeah, there's a Freudian explanation. Surely. There's got to be a Freudian explanation yeah. for being in a castle, a medieval castle, as a pig. I am a pig being chased by a T-Rex. What is that dream? Mm. But yeah, mate, that, that was honestly, that was a recurring dream that used to terrify me for years. I, I remember, so talking on the sort of, the, what's it called? Um, sort of figuring out what, what dreams mean. Yeah. I had this girl I was dating for a while and um, like we'd wake up sort of knew her parents and sort of got on quite well with her parents and um, her stepdad would come down sort of thing and have breakfast and be like and we and she'd always like tell him about her dreams right and, and he was like one of these like breaking and he was genuinely good at like knowing this knowledge about what dreams meant so stuff yeah. like really weird stuff like if if you fixated on a doorknob in your dream or something, or there was a the process of having to open doors in your dream, it would mean something. And, Bloody and yeah. like teeth having some sort of um, oh that common like there's quite a common dream people have of like losing teeth. So that's okay. got quite a lot of meaning. But teeth themselves also have a meaning. And he was really good at that. That's weird. But, um, yeah, I really want maybe that's the next Google app. Yeah, that'd be like. Rather than taking a picture of your, your plant, you could be like... Download your dreams. Or even just put in like keywords of your dream and be yeah. like, what what does this mean? Yeah. And um, so what's yours then? Like what's, been your, what's been yours? Mm. So I, I remember as a kid, I used to... When I was ill and have like a fever or a temperature or whatever, I would have this recurring dream where... You know the... Is it the first Harry Potter where they have to go into like the dungeon sort of thing. There's like a big chessboard. Uh, that is in I think it's the Stone. Chamber of Secrets. Oh, no, no, yeah, you are right. It is the Philosopher's Stone. No, Philosopher's Sorry, Philosopher's yeah, where they the massive chess. And chess he has board, to like yeah. play with human-sized chess pieces. Yeah, yeah. So I used to have dreams that it was rather than it was like the the stone <clears> statues. <throat> yeah. It was my parents and family members that were chess pieces. Whoa. And that would like, and I would be like, no, no, no. And then wake up like screaming and sweating and crying. And oh, that shit. was a kid. And that was like awful because it was like so bizarre that it was just like chess. Really? And the other one was, of course, snakes. Oh, man. You hate fear snakes. of snakes. I would have like, I'd be in like a jungle forest. Yeah. And running through and there'd just be snakes everywhere. And yeah. I mean, like whatever direction I went in. Yeah, there'd be snakes or jumping at me and whatever. Yeah, that that is and your I'd phobia, be, isn't I'd it? I'd never be able to like outrun a snake, or even if I saw a snake on the ground, mm. it would then turn, look at me, and just chase me, and I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck, fucking hell. Then just as like it was attacking me, I'd wake up. Yeah, that is mad. Snakes. You do hate snakes. That is I your phobia. Snakes. Whereas I don't really have a phobia, but you have a pho- a a crazy yes. phobia of snakes, don't you? Which is nuts. Where so, where does that come from? Do you know? Um, was it just kind of being I a think, thing? I think this is because I was so. It was I was really young when I I kept getting these fevers, and I was in Australia when I had suspected meningitis, and oh, I was like, okay, was I maybe eight? Yeah, maybe six, seven, eight, yeah. something like that, that sort of age. I remember having these like really bad dreams and fevers, and obviously being in Australia, mm. snakes were probably on my mind, and I think ever since then it's just been a phobia of mine. So I used to dream about snakes and. You can't even hear the noise, can you? Like it's just it's oh, just the fault of the noise and the yeah. the, the, the movement of the oh. yeah. the slinking, isn't it? It's disgusting. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's just your crawls my skin. Yeah, I know. Which is crazy. I've never. I'll be honest. I've not really met um, somebody with as 
as sort of vibrant a phobia of an animal as as probably you. Mm. Um, like you, you, you physically re- recoil from anything to do with snakes. Oh, it's horrible! Yeah. Can't watch them. No, I can't, I can't, can't even hear them. A photo of them. No, 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 no. I know you can't. I yeah. know. You know, and anything that's even like that. At least I feel like move. that's a fairly. <clears throat> Yeah, of, you know, yeah. it's not it's like you've got fairly, phobia lamps or something, is it? Yeah, well, so my All partner Jay, not not this lovely lap, lad here. Yeah, my my girlfriend Jay, her phobia is of uh, falling over, and I shit you not, we went to a beach in Wales where there was like big rocks, right? And I had to hold her hand walking down the beach. What a phobia! Because she was afraid of falling on the on not like not like rocky sort of outcrops or like or like a cliff or something mm. pebbles. So even the tiniest fall, like literally, like to, to lose footing, to yeah, or people on stairs. Like she when when we watch videos of like people fails and she like that. If they fall over or like trip over or something, she's like creasing. She she's like. Oh god! An absolute phobia. She can't look at her. She's like, oh my god! Oh. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> That's mad. It's her like, yeah, absolutely. I didn't phobia. know that. Yeah, bloody hell. Which is annoying when it comes to me wanting to take her up a mountain and yeah, go hiking and well, H, H is like that. She doesn't like heights. She not. No. But Mountains it's more like, are a bit different though because it's a slope, often like gradient. Yeah, well, this is what I said to her. Rather than being like on the top of a cliff. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. But yeah, but I don't think that's necessarily like I. I think I've told you the story when I went to um to, to Toronto and uh, went up the CN Tower and it's got a glass floor, isn't it? Mm. And um, I remember. Does it spin as well? No, it doesn't. Toronto it doesn't. Tower? No, not the not the CN Tower that spins. I don't think it spins anyway. Um, I think it's it's static. What's the? There is a tower. Isn't there one? Isn't there one in Niagara Falls? Sydney. There's also one in Sydney. There's a restaurant and it spins, and I think there might also be one in New York. Oh, fuck that. Sure. fuck that! I hate anything. That Not spins. very fast. You can mm. literally, literally like you sat there having dinner and it, <coughs> it spins around yeah. very slowly. But yeah, and I um, and obviously you know you go up the CN Tower and the, I'm not really particularly bothered by heights. Like you know, I I doesn't really bother me at all. Mm. Um, and I uh, I got to the top, looking out the windows, loved it, absolutely loved it. Like the view is incredible. Um reading up all about it oh yeah we've got a glass floor wonderful yeah the glass floor can withstand like the weight of like five rhinos like it's incredible like you know whatever it's amazing yeah. so strong in front of this so I remember looking at it and going yeah hell yeah I'm gonna gonna walk out on that wonderful so I walked out on it and I didn't really I was looking ahead as I walked down and I, and I looked down I looked down through my feet and I could see the street below and it was like fucking hell that's quite high did your knees go and my knees went a bit wobbly and I remember turning to my dad at the time and just looked at him and I was like uh 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 and he was like you're right and I was like and I just sat down you just sat on the glass I sat on the glass like what fucking muppet I sat down on the glass and I looked at him and I was like I can't move and he's like just get up like, he's like just get up just you just walked over and I was like I can't do it he's yeah, like, you see that on videos is it? Like, yeah. I've seen that on so many times yeah. on like videos like, on he YouTube was like, he was like just get up like, just get up and walk over and I was like I, I can't be like dragged off of yeah. like glass so I remember, floors I think I, I think I think I could be wrong but I think I put my arm out and he, just, I, he had to drag me off wow and my I body I, just shut down and I and I, I can't like I'm not bothered by heights but there was something about that that just caused my body to just freeze 
Like, can I just froze in that situation? I mean, it's fucking high. Like, CN Tower, like, is quite high. And, like, it's tall. Like, I've been up the Eiffel Tower before. And obviously, that's, like, just metal. Like, it's just mm. fucking metal girders, isn't it? Like, it's just made of fucking steel. Like, and, um, whereas the CN Tower is a lot taller mm. than the Eiffel Tower. And I got to the top of that, and I was like, this is fucking great. But as soon as I looked down, it just fucked me up. Like, I was like... like Probably because you got nothing under your feet. True. Whereas at least you had a floor on mm. the Eiffel Tower, yeah. You had, like... I feel like something. looking out on a perspective, and you can see, like, an edge. Yeah. Oh, I had no edge. Even standing on the edge of a cliff I've had before where you're like, because you can f- you can see your toes on a on a on a solid surface. Yeah, I don't get sort of dizzy. Whereas I yeah. imagine with that glass, I've, I'm wondering if I've ever been on a glass floor before. Mm. Maybe I'm sure you probably have at some point. Probably have somewhere or other. But yeah, but yeah, like I can just imagine that sort of not having anything beneath your feet, but like a massive drop. Oh, mate, and it was different. massive. It was massive because obviously, like the CN Tower is so thin. Like the tower yeah. where the lift shafts are is so thin. And then it opens out into this big upper top bit. So when you're on that glass floor, you have got nothing below you other mm. than a big the drop. ground. Mm. Other than the ground, like like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds mm. of feet below you. Um, and you're like, oh fucking hell, this is this is bad. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I don't really have I don't really have a phobia. Uh, I don't really I don't like spinning anything that spins. No, I'm not a, not very good at spinning. So like for example, like the waltzers like you will never get me on a set of waltzers ever I'm, I'm that person I'm yeah. that p- huh I went, I went on the waltzers once and yeah. passed out in a um, yeah. I've vomited a portaloo yeah I vomited I um do you know it fucks me up for hours yeah it, I once it wrote me on, off for the day yeah I once went to Pleasurewood Hills um which is in Norfolk if any of you people are I would yeah lovely and um there was a ride there called Wizzy Dizzy. I wonder what that could be. Yeah, which just automatically to me sounds like hell. Did you already know that you weren't a fan of spinning? Um, yes, but um, I'll be honest. It looked like it was a. It's basically a pendulum. So if you imagine a, a pirate ship, how it pendulums backwards and forwards. Yeah. Wizzy Dizzy was a pendulum style. But uh, as part as of well. that pendulum, it the centre that you were attached to in your seats also spun. Right. But didn't spin fast, but as part of that pendulum, obviously with the weight of the people on it, it would spin. So it wasn't mechanically spun, it was spun just by gravity and the weight of the people. Um, and I remember going on that, and it didn't help that I lost a shoe <laughs> while I swung. The, the guy afterwards had to, to climb underneath and go and get my shoe back. It was bad. Um, but I got off there and it was pro- I was probably on it for maybe two minutes, three minutes. Like realistically, how long are you on a, a ride yeah. for? Not very long. That was me done for the day. That was yeah. me done. Like, I couldn't walk properly. I couldn't like look properly. My balance was all off. Like I couldn't keep food down. I was like vomiting. Like I was like, this is bad. So like to me, like if anyone ever wants to go to to roller coasters or go to like a theme park, like I'll happily just be the the, the bag mule. Mm. Like oh, I love I love a roller. I, I, I wouldn't go out my way to go to a theme park. However, when I'm there, when the opportunity arises, yeah, you know, I, I do like a roller coaster. However, I came across the water without knowing. I didn't Ooh. like spin. I didn't like spinning. Okay. So that was the second ride I went on. Yeah. Other than the uh, 
haunted house. <laughs> I love a haunted house. <laughs> that was the second ride I went on that day, and it wrote me off for the day. <laughs> I just remember laying on the grass, with my feet in the air for the rest of the day. Nice. And then you were the bag Being mule. Like, oh, yeah. Every group that goes to a theme park needs a bag mule. Yeah, that's me usually. A bag bitch. Bag bitch. Yeah. I'm a bag bitch. Mm. But um, yeah. I'm trying to think where we're going back to now. Um, We've, we completely got on topic. I love this. I love that we go off topic, but mate, we, I just lose track of what you're actually talking about. We were talking about phobias. Oh, phobias, yeah. yeah. I don't really have a phobia. No. There's stuff I dislike. What other reoccurring dreams you have? Any others? Um, Being arrested. That's one of mine as well. Is it? Yeah. Feeling like just out of nowhere, out of the blue, I'm having a dream and someone would just come and arrest me for murder or something. Bloody hell. So like serious one. crimes. Yeah, yeah. Got murder. murder on the mind of you. Murder. Murder, murder, murder. Murder, murder, murder. Uh, being stabbed. They don't tell yeah, me nothing that about lot. you. Getting stabbed. Yeah, that's that's. You know I'll what? Be honest, that's my recurring dream. And it's a mix. I get that a lot. It's a mix between being stabbed by people I know out of the blue and really? being stabbed by people like just randomers that I come across at work and stuff like that. Which is really weird. That is weird. I think it'd either be one or the other. But the fact that it's a mix... Mine is purely work. Hard. Like I, I'll be honest. Like it for me, the whole, the whole like um, getting stabbed, the whole pain to me at work thing comes in waves. Mm. So there's times when I will have that dream every single night for two weeks. And, oh shit! And I've then I that. and then I won't have then I won't have that dream for months and months and months. Yeah. Um, and I don't know whether it's linked to stress at work. I don't know if it's linked to like a, 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 a job I might have been to or something like this. But like when I get that dream, I definitely, I think, I think it's that, I don't know. I don't know what causes it, but again, we need, we need, we need Sigmund Freud to, to help us out here. But I definitely have that recurring dream of, mm. um, you get stabbed. Uh, you have to wait for, for help. You know, it doesn't always end well. Um, I've never had a dream of dying, but I've had a dream of being fucked up. I had a dream of dying just the other day. Did you? So, back on Fails videos, that's like the third, fourth time that's come up tonight. But um, it was as if I was watching a Fails video being broadcast sort of thing. <laughs> right. And there was like someone commentating over it, but I was the person with the camera. Oh, wow. Well, okay. Um, imagine being in like a, a small English village. Yeah. But there's like a really bad flash flood yeah and I was standing on like a precipice with like water flowing like by my feet yeah and then just behind me there was like this whirlpool that had fallen like from a road collapsing or whatever and then like these trees were coming towards me and I was having to like dodge the trees and then jump onto a tree trunk to try and jump into a house and then right at the end I got knocked into the whirlpool <laughs> by the by the tree no and I just remember like my words were like Oh well, and then like just remember spinning around, and then <laughs> like and then a the plug off, and then the commentary of the video was like, "Well, that's how he died." <laughs> that's the death. Was it, of the- was it Aussie Man reviews? No, it was like, yeah. uh, and here he goes, then a fucking plug off. It was like a female Lead BBC him. sort of He's voice. Like, <laughs> yeah, fucking plug off, Pete. Here he goes, and a fucking off. <laughs> Look at him begging for help. <laughs> good camera work though. Good, good camera work though. Ten out Amazing. of ten for ten the finish. Perfect. Off he goes. Never been cleaner. So yeah, that was a weird one. That was just yeah. the other night. And I woke up like right. being like, "That's fucking odd." I yeah. can't believe like I was just so calm about yeah. it as well. It seemed that yeah, it might be a little bit worrying. Yeah, it says a lot about me. But I was just like, "Oh well, 
Here we go. I'll be honest. I sometimes I, I sometimes have dreams about um, like colleagues dying. Oh, at work. Yeah, I've had that. Not not anybody in particular. Like I never have a face. It's just more like like you like you when you're asleep, you know that it's a like you yeah. know that it's a colleague. And I think that's because of how close you get to your team and yeah. how close you get no, to the I've, people I've you I've had dreams of being like in the office and then being told like, oh, fucking, he's dead. Yeah. He's just been killed at a job or whatever. And it's like, oh man, like it's yeah. fucking heartbreaking. Because yeah. like I went through the entire emotions of like the team sort of breaking down. And, yeah. And like the, seeing the emotion from like certain people and stuff. And it was yeah. like, yeah, but no, I get what you mean. Yeah, it's just I don't really know where that comes from. Like, where on earth does that come from? But then again, our yes, fucking job is fucked up, mate. Sometimes, <laughs> like, let's be honest. Yeah. Right. So, who knows where it some, comes from? Some days you almost fucking expect it to go more p tone than it does. Of course. Yeah. And you're like, fucking hell, went to that call and we actually came across, came out of it. Yeah. Fucking unscathed, and you sometimes you're like, how? Yeah. You do wonder sometimes how you, you get to certain jobs and you go, how do we come out of that unscathed? Mm. Definitely. Definitely, he's, he's potluck sometimes. 16, off, 16 officers and tasers out, trying to tase a uh, naked bloke, throwing pepper and salt at you. Oh, God. <laughs> and diving behind sofas, <laughs> like completely <laughs> sweated and lubed up. Nice. Oh, God. Lovely. That's pleasant. Yeah. But yeah, the, the perks of... Uh, uh, yeah, perks how of you don't get stabbed, honestly. Yeah. Um, <sighs> but yeah, mate. I don't need to go just at the thought of it. Fuck yeah. Hell. Don't blame me. Yeah. Big old fucking schlong slapping about. Well, that's I'm pleasant. Getting fucking seasoned on me. Oh, right. <laughs> no, as in that's he, enough. As no, as in he was actually throwing seasoning at oh, us. Oh god. He was sorting pepper in us up. And Amazing. Amazing. Throwing a bit of paprika and. Mm. Yeah. Pleasant. Oh, oh fuck. Frankfurter at a thousand meters, man. Look at that. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> fuck, right. He's gone to the kitchen. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Right. I think we should call it a night. We should call it now. Yeah. This has been a pleasure. Yeah, I think we'll just use this the outro as well. Yeah, mate. So. We'll, we'll just we'll just say yeah. goodnight, I think. Okay. I think um, this has uh, probably been our longest podcast. I think it's an hour and 35 yeah. minutes we're up to now. Oh, my goodness. Which is pretty crazy. Do we apologise? I mean, we always apologise. We always apologise. So, yeah. so what, should, what should we say it on three? One, two, three. Get fucked. Get fucked. Um, um, if you listen this far no not really <laughs> no don't be fucked yeah again thank you for listening um, but yeah obviously I hope, I hope this has been a little bit entertaining and enjoyable for you just our ramblings yeah and also if you've got this far um, check out episode 8 because I realised I didn't post it anywhere on our Instagram wow <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening to episode 9 um, there has been an episode 8 um, we didn't post it anywhere or advertise it anywhere. Outstanding. Um, so if you haven't listened to that one, there is one episode you potentially have to. You've probably got like to. three hours of us so talking. You've got three wow, hours of how us lucky talking. You guys are, yeah. Which would be incredible, and I'm sure you would enjoy nothing more yeah. than to listen to the dulcet tones of J and A. Sickening. Especially talking about alien probing. Yeah, and that would give that horror movies. Give you f- nightmares and yeah. phobias. And sending you to sleep with VR chats. And shivers and yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> good night all but yeah thank you for listening yeah good, good night all and uh, if you get a chance um, mm. drink some cherry vodka yes because it's absolutely wonderful Dobro Nikt or what's the other one Spokorovnoche means good night yeah Russian. I mean Spokorovnoche <laughs> good night which is just my go to anyway good night guys thank Bye-bye. you for listening we'll see you soon <laughs>